Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm doing pretty good. That is me in the live chat. Okay, I, Robbie, I just wanted to confirm, my guy, because we've had a we've had a good number of people playing tricks and pretending to be people they're not. So I just wanted to confirm that it was you because that is the last me. thing the last thing I'd ever want 
is uh, somebody impersonating somebody the great impersonating Robbie Davis. Me? Yes. Yeah, don't do that. There's only one Zach's Hall of Famer, That's and you're talking to him right now. That's a so, fact. So that is me, in case anybody's wondering. That is me. So, but um, I, I again, I wanted to say that I agree with your two lists today. I absolutely agree with them 100%. I, like I said in the live chat, I loved watching Eric Norwood play. He was, he's one of my favorite players ever to watch, ever to watch. Okay. Cause it felt like, and like, it's, it's not just Eric Norwood. It was Sky Moore, Eric Norwood, the Brinkley brothers. And I feel like every time Sky Moore was on the field, okay. He was around the football. He might not have made the tackle, but he was around the football. And that is the kind of linebackers that we need this year and moving forward. Because, like I said yesterday, it's sad whenever your corners and safeties are your leading tacklers, and we need to find some daggum, as you put it earlier, some headhunters at linebacker and some rope and some – uh road stuffers on the defensive line and not let the running backs make us look like mincemeat anymore. So. Road stuffers. I like that. I like that. Uh, I like that. I'm going to start using that. Road stuffers. Yeah, because the car can't go nowhere if the road is stuffed, okay? If the road's blocked, it can't go nowhere. <laughs> road stuffers. I like it. I like it. But, um... And I'm really excited. I'm really um, hoping that this coming season, Lucas, I'm on the phone. Hush, <laughs> my nephew's up here in the bedroom with me. Um, I, I'm, I'm really hoping that even that we need to find. Like I said in the live chat, we got to find a running back ASAP. Okay, mm-hmm. we got to find one that is durable and can get through and can get yardage whenever we need it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that happens just like everybody else, mm-hmm. but um, that's all I got. Have a great rest of your day and go Gamecocks. Robbie, you're the man. I appreciate it. You too, buddy. Yeah, man. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Great stuff from Robbie Davis and the under Austin Gregory hits today. Robbie Davis, just three minutes and 10 seconds. Here on this Tuesday. How about that? Anyways, guys, let's get into your comments on the chat line. Austin Gregory checking in from Augusta, Georgia today. Love that. He also says, we need a a TSUS golf tour so the tour can make its way back to Augusta. I love that idea. I love that idea. John Everett says, Eli Jones has not transferred. Yeah, that's... That is a fact, John Everett. We have not seen it. Nothing has uh, has come about from some of the Eli Jones rumors, if you will. So, nothing has come about. Justin Langford, what's up? He says, what do we think of the Matt Williams pitching coach hire? Do we think it'll be good? Or he says, I think it'll be good. I think it'll be a good hire, too. I mean, I think at minimum, the pitching will stay where it was at this past season, which, I mean, if it does that, guys, who's going to have complaints? The Gamecocks finished second in ERA in the SEC. So, I think the pitching's in good hands, Matt Williams. I think the, you know, I, it's it's a hiring that was similar to the Monty Lee one in the sense of, like, he's got ties to the state of South Carolina, 
which is huge for recruiting and just player development and building relationships and things of that nature. So I think a great pickup to get Matt Williams. I think it's a really, really good pickup for sure. So um, Austin Gregory, this weekend determines if we finish top 15 in recruiting or not. I mean, it's a big weekend. Yeah, I mean, like, like JC was talking about, you need to get Paler, you need to get Hill, Dylan Stewart on campus. It's a very, very big weekend. Ethan, who which players is Beamer going to take to SEC Media Days? Ethan, we will actually have some content on that very soon. Um, I'll give my thoughts on that. I've been waiting just as we get closer to Media Days, Ethan. Um, if I had to guess, I mean, you would think he'd probably take veteran players. Did not take Spencer Rattler last year, you might recall. Will this be the year? Will he take Rattler this season? Going to be interesting. Austin Gregory says, we will be losing a lot of receivers next year. Guys like Joyner, Brown, and Leggett. Yeah, yeah. The receiver room. I mean, a guy like uh, Mazeo Bennett's going to be counted on immediately, for sure. Mm-mm-mm. Austin says, Lonnie Teasley's job is pretty secure on the recruiting front. A lot more about the Jimmy's and Joes and the XSOs. Got to give Teasley at least a couple years to the guys we have coming in. I agree. I mean, I agree he's, he's secure as well. I just think there's pressure on everybody to get the run game going. It's absolutely. Austin also says, I want to be concerned about running back, but it's incredibly hard for me to doubt DK's ability. Robbie Davis. We really need to find a running back that can help ASAP. I mean, I, I think, honestly, guys, I think we're going what we have on the roster. I, I don't see South Carolina going to the port or anything like that. I think they're going to go with what they have on the roster. I, I think that's the way they're moving now. So, Mm-mm-mm-mm. let's see. Jacob E. says, Hardesty has definitely swung and missed on the recruiting trail, but he's also had to deal with the O-line being terrible to this point. If the O-line improves, the running backs will follow. I mean, that's that's a very, very good point, Jacob. It's a very good point, but I'd still say Hardesty. Hardesty's the position coach I think most, most look at and say, this guy needs to get it going. Madison Duncan, what's going on? Appreciate you. Let's see. Keep going down the list here. Michael said, when does Nick Harbor arrive on campus? Michael, he's already on campus. He got on campus, what, two weeks ago? A week ago, something like that? He is on campus, though. Bradicate 43 says, the great Colin Cowherd once said, in this business, they love you or hate you. If it's in between, you ain't doing it right. That's a very good point. I mean, Braddock, that's a very, very good point, honestly. The ones who get it, get it. And the ones who don't, sadly don't. Ruin Nation said, Busey will commit this weekend on the spot. We shall see. I would imagine over the next week or so, there's going to be some welcome homes rolling through. So, um, let's see. My guy, DGD. What's going on, man? What's up, DGD? What's up? Madison says, he better take Rattler to media days. And Cody Gaskin says, and Juice Wells. I will tell you this. I don't think there would be, I think Juice Wells would 100% be guaranteed. He he would be a quote machine, I think. Because Juice Wells has not held back at any point, right? I mean, last year, you think about what he said the week of the Georgia State game. He said, we're just going to go out there and kill him. You know what I mean? Like, like he he is a guy that does not hold back. So, if you want good quotes, good content, I think Juice Wells is definitely a guy to take. But, I mean, you think about the top candidates to take. He's going to take, he wants to take veterans, right? Seniors, if you will. So, Juice Wells, 
is a guy. I mean, I could see Spencer Rattler going. The Kerryon Joyner went last year. Does he go again? I don't know. I could see who. Um, you know, maybe a Mokaba going. What about a Kai Kroger? Kai Kroger could go. I think Kai Kroger would make a lot of sense. So we'll talk about that more in depth in a couple of weeks. We'll talk about it more in depth coming up soon. So um, let's see. Austin Hicks are all the 2023 recruits on campus. I'm not exactly sure if they all are there, Austin, but I know Nick Harbor is. And if they're not, they'll be coming in the next couple of weeks, I'd imagine, next month or so for summer workouts. I, Austin, I think it depends. I'm not 110% sure if they're all moved in. I have no idea, to be honest with you. Uh, John Edward, do you prefer the way Muschamp let us know we got a recruit or Beamer's way? Dude, I prefer Beamer's way over everything Muschamp's way. I'll leave it at that. Again, road stuffers. That was Robbie Davis's way of saying stopping the run. Road stuffers. We need some road stuffers at the linebacker position. I love that. I'm going to steal that and use that, Robbie. I'm going to use that, if you don't mind. Road stuffers. Credit to Robbie Davis. How about it? Anyways, guys, predictions are rolling out there from different sources, different people. Friend of the show, Barrett Salee, has a lot in the Gamecocks at 8-4. and four. He's got wins over North Carolina, Furman, Mississippi State, Florida, at Texas A&M, Jacksonville State, Vanderbilt, and Kentucky. Losses at Georgia, at Tennessee, at Missouri, and Clemson at home. He has this to say about the Gamecocks. Quarterback Spencer Rattler should benefit from the addition of new offense coordinator Dowell Loggins. He'll look to take advantage of the connection Rattler developed with Antoine Wells Jr. late last season. And Arkansas tight end transfer Trey Knox should become a star in the offense. However, the defense is relatively unproven. That'll put a lot of pressure on Rattler. Simply put, the Gamecocks will take a small step forward in Shane Beamer's third season in Columbia, South Carolina. As a result, they'll cruise to the over, over under six wins for South Carolina. So Barrett Salee with an eight and four record projection. Our friend Brad Crawford also dropped his record projections. Okay. He's got South Carolina at seven and five, four and four in SEC play. Wins over North. So this is how he has it going out. North Carolina, a win, win against Furman, lost to Georgia, win against Mississippi State, loss at Tennessee, beating Florida, loss at Mizzou, loss at AM, Jacksonville State, a win, Vandy, a win, Kentucky, a win, and Clemson, a loss. Brad Crawford has this to say about the Gamecocks. After potential program-changing wins in November against Tennessee and Clemson, South Carolina's opportunity to stay inside the top 25 happens much earlier this season. The opener against UNC is a toss-up, and the SEC opener at Georgia in Week 3 brings heavy interest. Then, there's the trip to Neyland Stadium to close the month. Those five weeks are brutal, and this is one of the nation's most challenging slate. Also, Will the Gamecocks break their hex against Missouri? They've lost four in a row against the Tigers. So, Brad Crawford locked in. 
seven and five, four and four in SEC play. Uh, Hunter Kelly's this Tennessee fan asked why our 2023 committed guys come on campus so early. They just get there when they get there, man. They get there when they get there. Brian Dean, yes, media days are in July. I think Shane Beamer's set to speak July, is it 19th? I think it's the 19th. It's like the 17th or the 20th is when uh, media days takes place. Austin Hicks says, did you find it interesting, the SEC podcast, that we possibly have the best secondary in the SEC? Yes, I do find that interesting. Austin, I... I'll take it this too. I listened to it yesterday. I did not hear them say that. So maybe I missed it. But uh, I mean, I'll be honest. I, I would not label South Carolina secondary the best in the SEC. I, I think that's, you know, I think depth's a concern at corner. I mean, I like Emin Worry and DQ Smith a lot at safety, but are, are I mean, guys, would you say the second? I, I'll tell you this. The secondary compared to last year. I mean, Cam Smith, Darius Rush. You know what's crazy to think, and this feels like forever? South Carolina started the season last year. Their two starting safeties were Devonnie Reed and R.J. Roderick. Think about that. Think how crazy that is. R.J. Roderick was a starting safety last year, right? So Nick Emanwari, D.Q. Smith in the back end, Marcellus Dial, and, and uh, O'Donnell Fortune. At the other corner. I am not going to sit here and tell you that South Carolina upgraded at the cornerback position. I think there is a lot to prove for both those guys, especially O'Donnell Fortune. The, you know what? I got to be honest, man. The play I can't get out of my brain when I think about O'Donnell Fortune is him getting mossed by Brock Bowers. I, I just, I cannot get it out of my head. Um, David Spaulding at the nickelback position feels like he's been here for freaking ever. But uh, no, simply to answer your question, Austin, I would not say South Carolina has the best secondary in the SEC. No, I would not. Uh, Brian Dean's got nine and three. Hunter Kelly says 12 and 0. <laughs> Hunter Kelly says we'll be number. Like, Hunter, I can't tell if you're full of shit, kind of, or all the way. You know what I mean? Like, are, are, you, are you pulling my leg? Are you serious? Chase Floyd just simply gives the. The eyeball emojis. I, Hunter probably has you blocked, Chase Floyd. So, yeah, Austin Gregory. That is the other play, I will say. The 101-yard interception return against Notre Dame. He did have that play as well. But I, I, I tell you this. It leads me to this point, guys. Here, here's what... This... Here's what I'm trying to say. Over the last couple of weeks, as the offseason progresses... And we get closer to the 2023 season. I continue to look, you know, you, we have these preseason magazines and all the preseason projections. And like I said, everybody's starting to lock in their, their predictions and stuff like that. I'm looking at this team. The returning production. The returning starters. And I'm just wondering to myself, and the question that has crept into my mind, are we better than last year? Like, if you went position by position, is this a better football team than last year? And it's why I've said over and over again, guys, that I feel like we are very similar to last year. We're probably a little bit better offensively. I think we're a little bit worse defensively. 
Beamer ball will be Beamer ball. And what do you get? I, you know, when you look at returning experience on the line of scrimmages, when you look at who you lost, I mean, it's, guys, I didn't realize this. I was listening to a show the other day. I didn't realize this. Do you realize that the Gamecocks lost six of eight up front on the defensive side? The uh, If you go off a snap count, six of eight they lost on the defensive front. Oh, their top snap count, guys. I mean, it's, it's just like you don't even realize what they lost last year. And so there are going to be a lot of youngsters and a lot of new pieces that have to step up and fill in quickly. I mean, guys, I'll be totally honest with you. We haven't gotten there yet. We haven't gotten all the preview stuff yet. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm scared shitless about what this offensive line is going to be. I'm I'm scared shitless. I really am. I really am, man. Because when you start to look at the depth chart and you look at who Carolina's got and you look at the Jalen Nichols is out for the year and you start looking at some of these names that are going to be playing that either haven't played a whole lot or when they have played, they weren't very good. I mean, guys, Carolina had Douglas, Wanham, and Gwynn last year. They had 100. They had damn near double the starts coming back last year. They still weren't very good. So you lose those three. So you're telling me you're going to lose those three guys, lose Jalen Nichols, and you're going to get better on the offensive line? How? How is it going to happen? Unfortunately, I feel like right now, Carolina is in like a gap year when it comes to the line of scrimmage, offensively specifically. Like, you've got these fantastic players that you just signed in the 2023 class. You got fantastic players coming in in the 24 class. But the problem is, guys, this. They're either not here or they're not ready to play. So you got to kind of work with the ones you got this year. You know, uh, guys like uh, Josiah Thompson, Cam Pringle, Big Tree, Babalade, they ain't playing this year, man. Marky Anderson might play, and that's out of necessity more than, I mean, you hate to thrust a freshman out there, but you don't really have a choice. But you're going to be leaning on guys like Ja'Kai Moore, Nick Gargiulo, uh, Vershawn Lee, Trey Jones, Tyshawn Wanamaker. I'm not saying they can't be good, but it's a huge question mark. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Will from Dirty Myrtle. Will, what's going on, my friend? How are you? Good, man. How about you? I'm doing fantastic, man. I appreciate you asking. What's up? So, I, I agree with you about how, how worried I am about the offensive line. It's definitely a concern. The only thing I will say is is that sometimes losing people, even though, I mean, I think Glenn was a stud and Douglas was good, we didn't do that great the last couple of years, even with those guys. So, maybe it won't be as terrible of a transition as we think just because, I mean, we weren't really good other than the 2020 Kevin Harris breakout year. I mean, 21 wasn't good. 22 wasn't good. It got better towards the end of 22, but we couldn't run the ball. We didn't push people off the line of scrimmage. So, you know, maybe it won't be as rough of a transition, even though we are losing a lot of starts overall. Mm. Does that make any sense? Yeah. I mean, listen, I, it's, Almost addition by subtraction sometimes. I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. I mean, the guys that you had up there, they weren't producing. So, you know, experience can be very overvalued in college football because 
it, you know, it doesn't matter if you've got 300 starts coming back. I mean, if those guys have played dog shit football, then who cares? You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather play the five-star hot yeah. shot freshman that's got an unlimited potential and his ceiling is through the roof than, you know, than the, the, the senior that, you know, ain't worth a damn. You know what I mean? So I agree with you that – I agree with you that a ch- that changing of the guard could be a positive. I You know, it's just – I guess right now in the summer, you know, fair or unfair, all we have to go off of is returning experience. And it's, it just, I was, you know, I'm not surprised necessarily, but it's, you know, it's, it's just a huge question mark. I, I mean, I, and I don't think that's too bold of a statement. I think everybody would agree offensive line is, yeah. is a massive question mark for this team. Yeah. I mean, I would say that and, and running back are the two biggest question marks offensively by far that we yeah. have coming back, which is scary. Because the SEC, those are the two most important things, almost, mm. other than quarterback. Is can you run the ball? Can you can you block up front? So we got a a lot to figure out these uh, next month or two. Hopefully, we can. Hopefully, some of these new guys can contribute. You know, I mean, mm. that what is the big the big kid we got in the transfer portal from the small school? What's his name? Uh, Mario Anderson. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe he can do something. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. He hasn't played at this level before, obviously. But hopefully, you know, uh, Dow Loggins can also help maybe a little bit with the scheme and some of the stuff he's doing. And, and you know, an offensive line coach, like you said last year, I mean, no fault of his own, but he had his own issues health-wise and couldn't really contribute. And then the other guy stepped in and seemed like that might have helped a little bit. So maybe that'll – give us a boost going forward but yeah I mean for sure it's it's going to be a little bit of a figuring out thing and then it sucks because the first five games aren't really games that you want to figure stuff out in no uh, no you know, um, well and, and that's what you know will not you know we, we could just talk for days my friend but that that's you know and I think that's what concerns a lot of us is that you have these question marks and you very well could be one-dimensional early in the season while you figure it out and buddy George ain't a team you want to be one-dimensional against I, they're just not. Nah. Bro, Tennessee ain't a team you want to be one-dimensional against. Even Mississippi State. Even North Carolina week one. So, yep. I, I mean, I, you know, it, it's big-time question marks in the rushing attack. Big, 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 big-time question marks, man. And, I listen, I, I like to carry on Joyner. He's a great Gamecock. He's a legend. I like Mario Anderson because he played at Newberry. I like Juju McDowell because what he's done. I, I think Dontavious Braswell was a nice pickup as a recruit. Man, running back is a huge, huge question mark. Huge. So, yeah. And one more quick thing: uh, if you look back to the 2020 year when we did, even though it was a abysmal year, we had Kevin Harris broke out. If you can remember coming into that year, everybody was talking about Marshawn Lloyd, freshman, mm. how good he was going to be, and then he gets hurt, and everybody thought we were screwed, mm. including myself. I was yeah. like, "How are we going to run the ball?" And then Kevin Harris has one of the best rushing years in Carolina history. So, you just never know. I mean, maybe Mario Anderson's that guy. Maybe Braswell's that guy. Maybe maybe there's a guy on the roster we don't know that's going to be that dude. So let's just hope that's the case. And I'll hang up and listen to you, brother. Will, very well said, my friend. I appreciate you taking the time to call in. And I think Will makes a lot of great points, and he's right, because we mentioned this last summer too, right, that there are three ways to view things. There's three ways. There's the garnet glasses view. There's the chicken curse view. And then there's the realistic view, right? Because some things are going to exceed expectations. Believe it or not, some things are going 
to work out even better than you could expect. Some things you have to accept are going to fall short of expectations. Some things are going to do less than we expect. And then some things are going to fall right in the middle. And they're going to meet expectations and do basically what we were expecting. That's the beauty of college football. That's the beauty of the offseason, trying to project and predict what the heck is going to happen. That's the beauty of this whole thing. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from Rocky Top. Yo, what up? Hey, I just wanted to say, y'all are lucky. Um, uh, what's it called? Hina Hooker got hurt last year. We had to whoop that ass. Joe Milton's going to come in next year and slice y'all up. Y'all got so lucky, and I cannot wait to play them little Shane Cox next year. Tennessee's going to whoop that ass just like we usually do. And it's a bummer we don't play y'all in 2024 because I love playing y'all. I circle that date every day. I get it. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say y'all got one lucky game. You think you're good now? O-line's a question mark. We all know that. We're going to run through y'all like a daggum. I don't even know. I can't wait for that game. We're going to beat y'all like we're doing basketball, baseball, you name it. Joe Milton's going to throw up 500 passing yards. We're going we're gonna to dominate. You're going to see. My only response, you, you, you do realize Hayden Hooker didn't get hurt until the game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline game was a blowout, correct? You you realize that. We we would have came back. We would have came back. I promise you we would have come back. I had faith. I had faith. I had money on the on the game. I promise you. I hear you. And Fair y'all, enough. Y'all hey. are just blind. South Carolina fans to see it through a biased lens. Y'all just see it through a biased lens. I promise you we would have whooped that tail. We would have made the greatest comeback in college football history. You I love it. Hey, I'm looking forward. We are looking forward to the rematch, the showdown in, in, in Knoxville. It'll be a good one. I'm 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 genuinely excited for it. All right, I'm gonna call back after we wore that ass out. So hey, you. I welcome you, you to call to. back, win, lose, or draw, my friend. Win, lose, or draw. All right, dog. You take care. All right, man. Later. What a time. <laughs> I mean, I'm genuinely laughing that he thinks that Tennessee fans or he thinks that Tennessee would have come back. Come on. 
Dog, what? It was like a 30-point game at that point. Yeah, Hayden Hooker got hurt in the fourth quarter. Dude, that game was over. Brendan M. and our guy Dalton have got to just be – they want to jump through the computer right now or jump to the phone. I hope my guy Brendan M. just heard that call. I really do. I hope he did. That peak slap dickery. Peak slap dickery. Hold on, let's see. We're getting another call here. Let's jump to the phone. Lines. from? Dalton, the ball hater. <laughs> Dalton, what's going on, man? The bat signal's been thrown out when a Tennessee fan calls in. That means Dalton is coming. What's up? I think I had to call in after that, man. The, the fact that these that these Tennessee fans are so I, I don't know what what to even say at this point. That they're so deluded about the state of their football program that they want to make excuses for a sixty three to thirty eight loss. Sixty three to thirty eight. That's that's the score that was put up. They want to blame it on oh, you know, our we had locker room problems. Oh, you know, Hendon Hooker got hurt. <laughs> Hendon Hooker got hurt in the fourth quarter. The game was literally over. We were we were all getting ready to go on the field with ten minutes left on the freaking clock. I was I was literally standing right next to you. I, I you were you were you were, yeah you were, you were standing right next to me. Indeed, yes, we we were there. We were there for every single minute. Yes, I I don't know, man. Nothing can help the, these freaking Baltards is all I'm going to say. <laughs> they may well beat us in in, uh, in Neyland. I've, I don't like going to Neyland Stadium, obviously. Our, our history there mm-hmm. doesn't exactly uh, – I, I mean, it, it, it's not exactly good, mm-hmm. to be honest. But the fact that Tennessee fans think that their program is so far and away better than our program – I mean, I've said it before, Chris. Look at their record against Vanderbilt. They've got a six and five record against Vanderbilt the last ten games. They haven't been worth a shit since nineteen ninety five. Like, come on, man. This is their first good season in literally two decades. And they and they want to talk all this shit, say, Oh, Joe Milton's gonna win a Heisman. Like Joe Milton can't even complete a, a freaking pass, you know. 50% of the time, man. I mean, he, he sucks. There's a reason why they had to bench his ass and put in and put in Hendon Hooker. And Hendon Hooker was, was in my opinion, the only reason why they, they were able to do what they did last season. But they're the ultimate choke artists. Even if they beat us, they're not making it to the college football playoff. I've got uh, Tennessee going 7-5. and five. I, I think that they're going to have a very similar season to what we're going to have. Fair enough. Dalton, I love it, man. I, I love it. I, I love the back and forth. I love the – yes, I love it, truly. And it's fun to talk about relive 63-38. to 38, and We should just spend a day reliving that entire game. I don't know. Anyways, good stuff, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to haunt uh, Tennessee fans probably for, you know, a long time to come, and, and I'm really glad about that. Too, and the only – and I'll honest. say this, Dalton, the only thing that would haunt Tennessee fans more than that game – is to, after they've spent the entire offseason hyping up, this is going to be the revenge game, we're going to get our revenge. If they lost that game, then you really break the spirits of the Tennessee fan base. That that would be the only thing sweeter, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, for any Tennessee uh, fans out there listening to this, I'd like to 
just remind you guys that the one chance you guys had to actually win a national title in my entire lifetime, so about 25 years at this point, uh, was crushed by Shane Beamer, the guy who makes stupid sunglasses videos and uh, who you, you shit talk relentlessly. By a score of 63 to 38. This wasn't no, you know, oh, buzzer beater miracle, you know, in the last play of the game. This was literally an ass whoop that was handed down to you, ending your hopes and dreams. And uh, I'd just like to remind you of that. So we'll, we'll see you in Neyland. We'll see you in Neyland. Uh, your, your, uh, you know, your shithole stadium that you like to overhype. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we'll see you there. May, may the best team win the, this uh, upcoming season. And Dalton, last thing, man, just remind Tennessee fans, man, we they actually – we ran out of damn fireworks, man. Stock up on the fireworks. <laughs> we we did. Tri- we did, yeah. Stock up on the fireworks and, for the trip to, to, to the trip to Neyland this season. And the funny part about that, Chris, is that the pyrotechnics guy that was loading the fireworks was apparently a Tennessee fan. Oh. So, so we scored so many touchdowns that the pyrotechnics guy, who was a fan of the team that we were literally, like, beating their ass in, in ridiculous fashion, mm. he, he had to, like, watch that and worry about, oh, are we going to have enough fireworks to, to shoot when South Carolina eventually goes down the field and scores another touchdown. Indeed. Indeed. Well, we'll get, get, we'll get the ball pack ready, Dalton. It's coming back-to-back back this fall. Get the ball I pack ready. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> I love it, man. All, All right. right. You I, have a good one. I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. Jeff, could you imagine if we averaged 50 points – 50 plus points per game if dreams could come true i really hope loggins is the guy maybe not average 50 but just to bring back the offense yeah jeff just make the gamecocks great on offense again right just make the gamecocks great on offense again um let's see Austin, Gregory, what position groups are you most confident in? Let's get a top three. You know, Austin, we did this, I'm sure you saw, we did it a couple of weeks ago when I actually ranked the South Carolina position groups going into the 2023 season. And I forget exactly what my one through through three was, but I can tell you right now, quarterback, wide receiver, and Defensive back. I think I listed kicker, punter also, but I'll leave that one out. Quarterback, receiver, and sec- uh, secondary. Those would be my top three that I'm most confident in. I guess you could say tight end as well. I, I forget. I got to look. Let's see. I could go back and look and see what my top three were in that ranking. I, I do forget. The quarterback certainly up there, and I know receivers up there. Did I group the receivers in tight ends, though? I forget. Let's see. Position unit rankings. Okay, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Okay. Ranking each South Carolina football position from best to worst into the 2023 season. Yeah, I had I had number one kicker and punter, number two quarterback, number three DB, and number four wide receiver. I had tight end at number five. I had tight end at number five. So. Mm-mm-mm. Austin Hicks, fun question. 
quick rundown of your favorite player at each position currently. Uh, favorite players. Spencer Rattler, quarterback, Juice Wells, receiver. I mean, dude, really the starters. Trey Knox at tight end. DeCarrion Joyner at running back. Uh, I'll say Vershawn Lee on the offensive line. Nikki Mawari at safety. Marcellus Dial at corner. Tonka Hemingway defensive front. Jordan Strawn off the edge. And then Kroger and Mitch Jeter. Let's jump back to the phone lines here. Call from... Dale, the Shoney's Hall of Famer. To accept, press 1. Dale, the Shoney's Hall of Famer. What's up, Dale? Hey, man, what? I got in here late, man. What's going on? Why is everybody hating on Smokey all of a sudden? Man, we had, a, we, had some, we had some slap dickery take place, man. Tennessee fan called in talking junk, man. So, you know, hey, you mess with the feathers, you get the spurs, my guy. You know how it goes. He's probably from West Tennessee. He's probably really a Vandy fan, so don't pay him no attention, man. You know, you know I'm the voice of the balls, man. Don't don't give no other person from the balls playing, uh, you know, a, a spot on your show, man. You need to go. You hear him start talking that night, and you kick him off. That Dale's your your guy. I'm still waiting for that interview you go have with me, so we can break down the game. Yeah, we 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 got to get Big Dick Dale on the show. Yeah, for sure. Breaking down the game, yeah. no doubt. I got in here and I heard that I heard uh, Dalton Dalton going off on this, and I'm like, man, what what's Dalton doing, man? I, I've always respected him, but you know, every time I hear Dalton, you remember that cartoon of uh, Winnie the Pooh? I I do remember Winnie the Pooh. Yes. Tell, tell me, Dalton don't sound like he could be healed. He's depressed as hell, man. Always talking with no joy. Isn't that y'all slogan? Find some joy. Find some joy. Find some joy, indeed. Mm. Rivalries we have budding from the chat room. I do love that. That's really It's a cool thing. I just don't know why there's so much hate and animosity, man. And that's a big word for me. I'm still trying to figure out what and, exactly and, animosity and, means, animosity. but it felt like it worked. Animosity. Animosity. People's talking about hookers getting hurt and stuff. I don't even know what's going on. I mean, who? Who got hurt? Hendon Hooker, y'all's quarterback, my man. Yeah, not, nothing nothing inappropriate. Oh, okay, man. Well, see, you know, I ain't real best for names on the back of jerseys. All the balls I recognize is God and Peyton Manning, and the rest is all that big T, man. Everybody else just that Tennessee ball. So, I, I didn't know what was going on with that comment. That's why I just had to call in. I didn't know what was going on. People talking about people being hurt. People being upset, Smokey's mad. There's a fireworks guy somewhere. So I just, I had to, I had to get in here, man. But I'll let you go. I won't hold you up on your show, man. You know I'm the legendary ball man. Don't talk to these other haters. Especially they call in just trying to rally together. 
they're going to keep it 100 with you, you know? Indeed. Indeed. Hey, I love it, though, man. The beauty's in the banter. I welcome all. We, we, we welcome all fan bases, all fans to call in. So the more the merrier, man. It might have been. I hate to say it. it might have been Becca's new man. I don't know. She might have been. Oh, that might have been Becca's new man. You might be right. Uh, I didn't man, think about that. I, I try to forget, man. Uh, I can't. I got to forget. It's over. Done. All right. All right, Chris. All right, let's go, man. BDD out. BDD out. Appreciate you, BDD. Have a good one. Great stuff. God, what a day on the phone lines, my friend. And I, and I tell you again, this is like a preview of what – that's what I do love during the football season is, bro, the phone lines. I mean, you know, right now, obviously, guys, we're kind of we're, – we're, I won't say we're fishing for things to talk about, but, you know, it's it's more challenging because we're in the middle of the summer. I mean, you know as well as I do, man. We get into the football season and those calls come in. It's, I mean, it is a blast, man. It is a blast. I can't wait for it. Going to be a great time. Um, looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to it for sure. So, and looking forward to it out of the new studio as well, guys. Again, we're moving to the new studio next two, three weeks or so. Um, I think actually my new chair gets in today. So, very excited. Very excited. New studio is going to be awesome. So, new studio is going to be great. Um, let's see. Madison says, Rover, Red Rover, kick the balls over and over. Austin Hicks says, this sounds like a Tennessee fan. Well, he is a Tennessee fan. So, there you go. John Edwards says, Tennessee is delusional. Will Hall says that BDD's waiting for an interview in the $2. Yeah, I got to get him his $2, man. Uh, let's see. Brennan says, I'm dying. I'm trying to work here. Rocky Top and Dalton and Dale in my ear. <laughs> what a time. What a day. What a day. Jacob E says, instead of polos, I want to see all the coaches wearing the drop your nuts t-shirt. Just one time. I know it would never happen, but still. Jacob B., I want to see Shane Beamer rocking a Beamer ball shirt. Probably would never happen, but still, be dope. Be super dope. Luke RJ says, Chris, I just want Rattler to break the single season passing yards record in 2023. That should be the goal. LOL, that would be incredible to watch. Well, let me get this, Luke RJ. So, Brad Crawford, I forgot to mention, he also made like bold predictions for the SEC season, or just predictions in general. He says his prediction for South Carolina, Spencer Rattler challenges South Carolina's single-season passing yards record. He said almost by default, the Gamecock star quarterback has a marvelous final season to the air since his offense is depleted in the run game. With new offensive coordinator Dowell Loggins shifting this attack to a pro-style look that's more pass than run, Rattler should eclipse, uh, should eclipse 4,000 yards and get close to the program record for passing yards. Well, if he eclipses 4,000 passing yards, he broke it, right? What is the record? 36-25 or something like that? Let me see. Let's get the passing yards record here. Yeah, 3564. 35-64. The single-season Passing yards record, Dylan Thompson, 2014, 3,564 yards. And Brad Crawford has him breaking that record and South Carolina going 7-5. and five. 
Explain that. Riddle me that. Riddle me that. Uh, Austin Hicks, Chris, have you ever tried to bring Beamer on for an interview? <laughs> Austin, yes. Yes, I have. Yeah, I've, I've reached out to Steve Fink before, and uh, he shut that down with the quickness. So, it's one of those things, Austin, where, you know, South Carolina picks and chooses who their people talk to. And I was told by Steve Fink a couple of years ago that, you know, we only allow Beamer and the coaches to talk to our specific credentialed media members. And then, of course, I found out that was complete bullshit because my guy Jake Crane had Shane Beamer on the show, on his show. And I asked him, I said, are you credentialed by South Carolina anyway? Anything? He said, absolutely not. Not even remotely close. And which is fine. Listen, I, I, I get it. You know, Steve Fink has a really bad taste in his mouth in regards to me. His his first impression of the Spurs Up show was Fire Muschamp. And from there, it was all ties were cut. TSUS was put on the blacklist, which to insinuate there's not a blacklist is really, really funny. Either way, doesn't matter. But uh, again, long story short, Austin, yes, I've tried before. And it's a shame because... I've mentioned this before. Would it be great for personal gain, the business gain, the the overall expansion of the business? I mean, sure. It'd be great, Austin, for all those reasons. But it would be great for the fan base and just spreading the good word of Gamecocks football. That is why I'd love to do it, really, truly. And the fact that, you know, things are how they are. It it is what it is, man. It, it, It is what it is. Um... All that I really care about, Austin, you know, I'm not going to be getting Shane Beamer on the show anytime soon. But all I care about is that I have a good relationship with Coach Beamer. Talk with Coach Beamer every now and then. Uh, Great relationship with others on the staff. Um, So I have a great relationship with those within Gamecocks football in the building that matter. And I'll put it that way. So, uh, which again, is a blessing. I mean, we've come a long way since the Will Muschamp era with Will Muschamp. Notably, and it was not a secret, hated my guts, which is which is fine. It is what it is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, if you're going to be committed, if you're going to be committed to being genuine and honest and real and truthful and being committed to the art that is creating above all else, well, then you have to be willing to... Ruffle some feathers, no pun intended. You have to be willing to maybe even sever some relationships, like in regards to the one at the University of South Carolina. You have to be willing to do that. Austin Hicks says, I know you catch a lot of hate on the internet, but it's just because you tell it how it is and share your opinion on situations, which is why I watch, I value and respect your opinion. Keep doing you, Austin. Thank you so much, my friend. And I say this, you know, when you are, when you do something like I do, when you, when you, when you are on the internet doing something, I mean, just dude, the, the, the craziness is inevitable. It, it really is. It really is because Twitter serves a place where people can jump into their alter egos, their fake avatars and say anything without consequence. I mean, you think about how crazy and Austin, again, I appreciate the comment. You think about how crazy the real, like, consequences are a great thing in life, right? It's great to have consequences because that's how you learn, right? You learn more out of failure and facing consequences than you do even out of success, right? 
But on Twitter, there is no consequence. There's no consequences on social media. There's no consequences for saying anything, for doing anything. So that's why you see the craziness. That's why you see people. And I think what's kind of sad about social media, especially Twitter, is everything is so... Anybody can say anything. So literally anything is said. And so it makes it very hard to decipher what's real and what's not. So you just get to a point where you assume everything's BS. Everything's nonsense, right? And it's it's honestly kind of sad that that's the reality because social media, if used, dare I say, properly or if used in a productive way, it can be a tool. It can be beneficial. But unfortunately, you have to sift through an extreme This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Amount of nonsense to get to that type of content, that type of information. But thankfully, man, again, Austin, I appreciate you, your love and support. And thankfully, um, you know, there, there are, you just have to be careful what you consume. I mean, that's the bottom line. You've got to be very careful what you consume. You have to be careful with who you're following. You have to be careful with the content you're taking in because eventually it sort of becomes part of your, it can at least become part of your identity. It shapes who you are. It's what you're consuming on a day-in, day-out basis. You have to be very careful and watch what you're consuming, right? I mean, if you're consuming nothing but hatred, negativity, and, you know, what's that going to do to your psyche? What type of person are you going to become? And that's all you're taking in. So, um, you know, but social media can be a great place if you cultivate it properly where you're consuming things that, you know, that that uh, that inspire you or entertain you in a positive way. or uh, And Bruination, there's no chaos. There's no chaos, Bruination. Um, I, unless you're Bruination referring to the chaos that took place earlier with the Tennessee fan and Dalton and BDD, there was that chaos. That, that, that's fun chaos. That's chaos we enjoy. That's chaos we enjoy. Madison Duncan says, Chris, remind me, remind me again about learning how to get an SEC championship. Uh, Madison, how do you get an SEC championship? You win games. And you win games at a high level, Madison. That's that's the only way to do it. So, I don't know if I can teach you how to do it. Um, yeah, so. Austin Hicks says, Twitter's like politics. If you have a different opinion than someone else, then people want to give you crap. But people don't understand it's okay to have different opinions, even in football. Austin, there's some people, they don't want to give you crap. They just want to, like, get you off the internet. You know what I mean? So, I'm not a political guy in the slightest, Austin. I mean, I've never brought politics into what I do. I never will. Again, I, I'm not passionate enough about it to even 
to even begin to have that conversation. But it is, I will say this, Austin, if you notice, a lot of the people on social media, it doesn't matter what entity it's on, a lot of those people that are like the loudest, that are like the like the extremists, a lot of them, guys, if you go to their timeline, guess what's on their timeline? Politics. And so it's like, it makes sense. It's like, it makes sense that you are this way. You know, guys, I, I, I've learned something very beneficial. Like, what's been really cool about the TSUS journey, right, that began in January 2017. The TSUS journey and my personal growth journey have gone have, have gone hand in hand, right? The TSUS journey and my personal growth journey, they have gone hand in hand. I have grown as a human being. I've had to grow as TSUS has grown. And what's so interesting is like the law of detachment and detaching yourself from people's opinions about you, good or bad, and realizing that what people say about any situation, it reflects more about them and what's going on with them than it does about you. And that is a really, really good way to navigate through social media. Because again, I could teach a masterclass on social media. I'm not trying to sit here and say I'm the I'm the guru, I'm the sod guru of Twitter. That's not what I'm saying. But I am someone who has experience in the space. And I'm here to tell you right now, if your goal, I don't care what it is, sports, politics, dude, even like wellness. I mean, there's like... Even like, I, I love the Daily Stoic. I think Ryan Holiday does a great job. The Daily Stoic. Even him, dude. Even people, you know, Jay Shetty. Even people that are on social media, that are online, and their content is centered around wellness and health and trying to help people be the best version of themselves or just sharing their stories. Even they are catching hell from people in the replies, in the comments. And so you really have to stop and think about it. Is it more of a reflection on them? Or is it more of a reflection on the person who's commenting that this hatred and negativity is coming out of thin air? This is coming out of their existence. It's saying more, and they're trying their best to tear down this person. And that's what I'll always say, too, is so weird about a lot of the nonsense you see on social media with these other, you know, listen, guys, I, I don't reply. I don't engage with any of it. And I've got a ton of accounts muted, and Twitter has become a much more fun place. I highly suggest it. Use the mute button. I'm not going to block anybody, but use the mute button. But, like, that's why I've just never understood the... I don't understand how people don't realize how just how sad it is and how silly it makes you look when someone is saying nothing to you directly, no ill will, no no anything to you. And you have the capabilities on social media to say terrible things, terrible things, to do your best to tear down a person that you have never met before. And the only way you know them is through a screen on your phone. The only way you know them is through your computer, is through social media. So you don't know them. You know nothing about them 
other than what you see through the filter that is social media. And we see it every day. This goes so far beyond me, but dude, you see it like professional athletes. People demonize these people, dude. People demonize these people. And I mean, it, like, I, guys, I, I'll just tell you right now, and I don't care who this hurts. You've got to be a really twisted human being to hate a person that you have never met and know nothing about. You've, you're a twisted human being. And I genuinely pray for your peace and I have empathy for you that you have reached a point so low in life that your only means of coping and escaping is to try to tear somebody else down. Because that's what that is. It's a sad cry for help. And when I see that, when it's directed at me, I don't get angry. I don't get upset. I don't take it personally. I feel sorry for those people. Like, I have true, real empathy for those people. When you have that perspective shift on social media, when you, when you see it in that view, when you change your perspective in that manner, social media will look a lot different to you. For the better. For the better. And you realize, too, how many miserable human beings there are out there. And I pray those people find their peace. I pray they find their happiness. I mean, guys, I, I mean, I genuinely do mean it. Because I'll tell you this, I, I, I think it's funny. The, the beef, the hatred, some of the stuff you guys see in the community, it's all one-sided. All I ever do is show up day after day, be consistent, make great content, pull on the Gamecocks, and kind of mind my own business in my personal life and everything else. And that's it. And so, if you got beef with TSUS and you got beef with C Philly, just know it's one-sided because I don't hate anybody out there. I really don't. I got nothing but love for anybody, even all the other Gamecock podcasters, Gamecock social media figures, whatever you want to call yourself. I got nothing but love for you, and I wish you the best. I wish you success. People have this twisted misconception that only one can win. TSU, we got to take down this person to win, this person to win. Multiple people can win, man. It ain't a one-entity thing. You just got to find your niche and your angle. But everybody can win. Everybody can win. If you can find a way in which you can provide value to the masses that if you can solve a problem for the masses that either they don't know they have or they have, but you only have the solution to, then you can win. Anyways, guys, we've hit 3 o'clock. We're going to get out of here. Hey, I appreciate you all tuning in. Luke RJ says, See, Philly's a good dude. I knew that since hearing how he handles calls and being flying on his show back in 2021. Luke RJ, thank you, my friend. I appreciate you. BDD says, I hate most people. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Ruination Nation says, you when the clock strikes midnight, that frog doesn't kiss that princess. I, you kind of lost me, Ruination Nation, on the uh, analogy, but I think I get what you're saying. Madison says, great show, Chris. Thank you. Best part was hearing Recruit Thompson was still in the hunt. Madison, always a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. We're going to get out of here. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button also on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. You check us out on podcast version. Leave us a review, too, if you don't mind. I really appreciate it. Guys, thank you all so much. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great rest of your Tuesday. We will talk to you all tomorrow.